0: And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Bayreau podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters, to light beings, to archangels, and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Welcome everyone to the Jeanette Biro podcast. I'm Jeanette Biro. And today I have an amazing guest. Nicole Frolic is here. She is a practical mystic and intuitive life coach who inspires and guides her clients to deep enduring results. Her wisdom comes from life experience acquired walking the pathless path. I love that. And whether it's healing childhood, sexual trauma, energetically healing her reproductive organs, or finding purpose in pain, Nicole communicates, connects, and catalyzes like no other speaker in the global wellness industry. Welcome. (laughs) Hi, Jeanette. (laughs) (laughs) So nice to have you here. Oh my gosh, it's so great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. So I'm so excited because when we talked last time on your show, we started talking about um, kind of your experiences after. And when you mentioned to me that you had gone through a big journey of healing your womb space, that was shortly after I had released a podcast on Awakening the Womb. And I was like, oh my God, you need to be on my show. We need to know (laughs) what you went through, what you experienced, because I think there's a huge awakening to the um, sacred nature of the womb, mm-hmm. right? And so I want to hear your story. But before we dive into the womb specific, can you share a little bit about kind of how you got on this mystic path?
1: Yeah, you know, it it really has a lot to do with the pathless path, which, you know, it, it's kind of happens in the archetype of the forest where, you know, we, the forest can get very daunting uh, depending on how overgrown it is or how wild it is to go into the forest alone, especially to know that you'll be there at night oftentimes, you know, there's no path and you may start on a path, but then you find yourself that you're not on any path and you're not really sure where to go. And that's when you've actually entered the pathless path. Mm-hmm. And the pathless path for me has been one of my biggest teachers and catalysts for everything that I do today. And I'm so grateful for it. And I, so I always tell people, When you feel lost, don't worry, you are on the pathless path. And it's through being lost that you actually find yourself. And that's really what's happened for me is that I've discovered so much about just, again, reconnecting with who I am, but also with the healing process of the feminine energy that I had resisted so much in my life. I was heavily more into my masculine energy and rejected all things feminine about me. And when I entered into this pathless path, because that's very much a feminine um, construct, because there are no lines, there is no definition, there is no structure, there's no direction exactly of where you go, which is all very masculine energy... I had to just kind of allow things to unfold and embrace things as they came my way, and <clears throat> intuition was something that became more heightened as I did this. And the healing journey has been shown to me through a lot of my meditation. I have been had help. I've I've always worked with so, uh, someone or a couple of people, different healers, Akashic readers, things like that, who've helped guide me when I need, uh, like, you know, someone who has can see my blind spots. And through all of that, though, I truly have been shown how to heal everything through my meditations and opening up and surrendering to that. And so the energetic and emotional work has been key through my healing journey and what I offer clients now and how to guide them through uh, what they're going through. It doesn't dismiss the physical. It doesn't dismiss the fact that there are things you need to take care of in this physical realm, and there are also um, matters of the mind that have to be dealt with. But the energetic and emotional realms I find are the most powerful and most important because that's where everything starts.
0: Mm-hmm. And isn't isn't that amazing? Um, how it's such a common thread in healers, mystics, mediums, whatever. It may be that the, um, the outlet offered or the service offered or the guidance offered comes from the personal experience of it first, right? Like you gain the wisdom of these modalities and things because you needed to find them to heal you first. It's not just something read in a book and then regurgitated Uh, Because apparently it's good, right? Like these come from tangible tools, things that you have personally done uh, to succeed. And I I love that, right? Like that's true wisdom.
1: Experience is our greatest teacher. And sometimes we just really have to believe in ourselves and our own experience enough to know that the wisdom is inherent within us. It's embedded in our cellular memory, our DNA. All we have to do is surrender enough to trust that it's going to emerge. And the more that we do surrender, the more opportunity that information and wisdom does have to emerge within us.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So, Let's dive into the, the womb work. Tell me the story. Um, let's just start from the beginning. Like, how did it, how did it come about? What drew you into the womb? Um,
1: so basically when I was 18, I entered into my first real relationship, which, um, ended up becoming intimate and, About two years later after that relationship ended, um I got my first pap test, and that pap test basically changed my entire life because uh, I was expecting everything to be totally fine, you know I had only had one partner, I'd waited till I was in love, like all these things that I thought I had done right mm-hmm. uh, I was super healthy um I found out on the test that I had HPV. Now this was back in the, I want to say late nineties. So there wasn't a lot of information about HPV back then. We didn't even have the vaccine yet. You know, like it was, and in the way the doctor told me over the phone, my results was probably one of the worst bedside manners of any doctor I'd ever encountered. And just basically told me in a nutshell, You'll never get rid of this. It could lead to cancer, cervical cancer down the road. Um, you know, and you can pass this on to any partner. And so instantly, I felt like I had the biggest red scarlet letter A on my chest. You know that I was tarnished and tainted for life. No man would ever want to be with me. I, how could I be with someone knowing that I had this? Mm-hmm. And that I was also at risk for cervical cancer um, down the road. And so I ended up through a flash of insight in a moment of desperation and tears where I called upon the universe, God, whoever was listening, showed me a path um, that would connect me to a naturopath. So this naturopath and I ended up working together for several years. And then within the first six months, she helped me heal from the HPV where it was no longer showing up on the test anymore. And my cells that were abnormal on the pap test ended up going back to normal. So there were no more abnormal low grade lesions. Um, So I thought, okay, this is great. But the problem was that through my twenties, I was still heavily into my masculine energy and I worked, I was a workaholic. Um, I worked five years out of vacation and was sometimes working like three jobs at a time. Uh, I never allowed anyone to know when I was upset. I never talked about my emotions. No one ever saw me cry. Uh, It was, and I didn't know how to be tender and compassionate with anyone else because I didn't even know how to be tender and compassionate with myself. And so eventually I ended up leaving Toronto, whereas where I grew up in Canada, to move down to a Caribbean island because I knew I needed to slow life down. And that's when things started to shift. Just even being down on the island around turquoise waters and slowing my whole life down, I started yeah. to reconnect with that feminine energy. And <clears throat> that began a process where eventually I ended up completely quitting my job a year later and doing like a one year sabbatical where I traveled by myself to Costa Rica for a couple months. Started to really reconnect with my feminine energy, and I started on, on a big self love healing journey where I really started to realize I don't like myself, and I'm not treating myself the way I should be, and so this journey, you know, went on, and um, eventually I get to my forties, uh, where I'm I'm I am now, and I think I was 41 or 42. And I suffered a miscarriage. And at this point, I was starting to realize, like, I really wanted the opportunity to have kids still, because I don't have any children. And this miscarriage, although it was very unplanned, it hit me when it happened. And it happened really early on. Um, But I knew the night it happened, I knew something was wrong, because I went to bed and I had been getting low back pain all day. I'd gone on a very light, um, hike on flat ground. And I was up at my parents' place at the time up in Canada. And I went, I I was very uncomfortable at dinner. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go lie down and go to bed. And as I laid down, there was no comfortable position for me. And I just started getting excruciating pain in my low back. And then my, was cramping and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's happening. And, I have a pretty high pain tolerance because I've always like pushed pain, like back on it through my masculine energy. And I, the only position I could go into without crying was child's pose. It opened up my back a little bit and I just was rocking back and forth, just trying to like get through this pain. And of course the next morning I started bleeding and I miscarried. And this set off a chain of events that I don't think I was ever expecting. But I started to really reconnect with the fact that I'm worried I may not actually be able to have children now. Like, is that, is that possibility taken away from me? And I also was realizing that the emotions that were coming through were so much deeper than what I expected. And so I'm like, how is this possible that I'm, I feel like I'm experiencing so much loss when I wasn't even planning this it just, it really took me by surprise. So what I later found out through some healing sessions with my Akashic reader was that it had triggered um, a cellular memory from a Mayan lifetime where I was a plant medicine woman and I had suffered a truncated birth on the beach and uh, there was a lot of blood loss and a lost the baby. And I, the grief was so devastating to me that I ended up getting really sick And dying early in my age. And this made a lot of sense to me. It's like, okay, now I'm starting to understand why the emotions are so deep, like beyond what I was experiencing in this physical now moment in this lifetime. But I also understood that there was a big healing opportunity here for me. Well, (laughs) fast forward a couple of months, I am now going to. I am hosting a spiritual cruise, like a, a conference on a cruise. And the one stop that we're making is in Cozumel. And I've arranged for everyone to go to the Tulum Mayan ruins for the day. And I didn't know any of this when I had planned it. You know, it just so happened that we were going there. And so we go to the Tulum ruins and. These we did a there was about 40 of us, and we stood in a circle, two circles, and I was in the center circle, uh, just working to heal with the land. And as we did, I felt all of this activation of grief come up through me. And I just started crying. And I saw white light coming from my palms into the people's hands that I was holding. And it was an extremely emotional and activating experience. And I just it really took me by surprise. So I thought that was enough, but our guide that I had hired then took us through some of the different temples and we're standing in front of one temple and I'm starting, I'm looking at it and I'm starting to feel an activation in my belly. And I feel like this really swirling energy happening. And I was like, Oh gosh, what's that? Like what's happening to me? And I'm listening to the guy and he's talking about how this is the fertility temple in Tulum where the women, the Mayan women would come to when they were having trouble conceiving. And I instantly just, it's like, I felt it all. I just knew there was something magical happening in that moment. And so one of the other things that I had also been guided to do was to work with um mother mary the energy of mother mary and to also work with um in a galactic way with my palladian um star family and so in meditation i was guided to connect with um let's say the mothership of the palladians and call upon mother mary and so While I would be in meditation, I would use a lot of blue light in almost like um, a pillar that would go straight up to the ship. And I would call on the energy to specifically work on my womb. And I would also see in my mind, Mother Mary's putting her hands on my belly and also standing behind me for support. Uh, So I felt supported and worked with that. And so Through that work and also this experience at the temple, when I got back, I had a session with my Akashic reader and she said, Nicole, something has definitely happened with you being at the ruins plus the work you've been doing. They're showing me that you should be able to have children in the next few months um, because I was also told, um, by a friend of mine who can see into the belt, the, the body and the cells. And she said, the first three layers of your uterus are very weak. Actually, she told me this right, like three days before we went to Tulum mm. and, um, she said, it's the embryo just can't stay. And so the, the lining has to be stronger And so I feel like what happened at the temple, something happened there that activated the uterine lining to become stronger, but I continued to do a lot of my work. And she told me in October was when she said, you should be healed. Well, fast forward to October of 2019 and... I have another pap test, but I'm going there for a different reason. In fact, I've completely forgotten about the timeline healing that I was told back in January. And I'm going there because I'm experiencing issues with like vaginitis and it's just basically an inflammation. A lot of women, I think they say like 50% of women encounter this uh, and it's very uncomfortable. And so I went there specifically for that, and while I'm waiting on the pap test table for the doctor to enter, I, um, I started experiencing some very odd emotions. I started to get really scared. I physically felt like I was six years old it was very distinct to me. And I knew I didn't want to be alone. And I kept wondering, where's my mom? Where's my dad? I don't want to be alone. I don't like this. And at the same time that all of this is happening, I don't understand why like there's it felt like I had two parts of me that were very aware there was this part but then there was the part of me that's very fully aware of my surroundings and what's happening and I'm like this isn't your first rodeo here Nicole like you've done this before it's female doctor like everything's fine Mm -hmm. but I started bawling I couldn't stop it there was such a somatic emotional response happening that I had no control over and I knew there was something that I my body was trying to tell me something So I finally get it together. The doctor comes in and she does the pap test, whatever. And she says, okay, you just need to take some antibiotics. And um, I said, okay, well, what about the, um, I I should have said that in my last pap test that I had a year prior when the miscarriage had happened, um, they told me that they found um, black Cells on my cervix. So, what were started off as low grade lesions, and then I healed them. They went back to low grade. I knew they had moved into high grade over through my 30s, but I was kind of doing a whole let me just stick my head in the sand and and, and know it's going to go away at some point. If I healed it once, I know I can heal it again. I just don't feel like dealing with it right now.
0: Yeah, I'll do it. And you know,
1: like we've all been there. And so, I, I should have mentioned this. I, when I had the miscarriage, I went to go get a pap test and that's what they told me. She's like, you need to get this checked out. And I never did. I never did because I was so scared. I was so scared. The miscarriage, everything was happening. I was like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know, just, um, and so when she did the pap test for the vaginitis, she said, I asked her, okay, well, what about the, um, black cells? And she's like, what black cells? There aren't any. And I said, what do you mean? I had them just a year ago, uh, you know, like lesions, like abnormal cells on my cervix. She's like, well, there's nothing there now. Like everything looks perfectly fine. So it was like a double-edged sword there because in one breath, I'm like so excited that I've actually healed that issue through the fertility temple, through my work with mother Mary, my meditation practice, my visualization, all of that. But now there's something else coming up that's very deep, which is, I'm sure you've seen this with yourself and with clients Mm -hmm. that as you heal things, you can access deeper stuff that comes to the surface. Yeah. So the next thing I did was, okay, I've been doing a lot of inner child work. I started inner child work at 2016. I taught myself how to work with the inner child. Inner child healing has been something that's like one of the cornerstones of my practice that I help clients with. And I started working with my inner child and I realized that I had likely suffered some sexual abuse around the age of five or six that I did not want to know. And I got a confirmation in an Akashic session. She says, I'm seeing that. Um, She goes, but I want you to work with it so that you discover what you need to discover. So I worked with my inner child and she brought me, she was actually the one who brought me into my Akashic records for the first time. And when she brought me into the Akashic records, I opened up a book and had it on this table and she was standing on a stool beside me And she was telepathically guiding me through. And as I'm flipping through the pages, I see this big letter M on the page. And I was like, What's this? She goes, And I knew she was telling me the name of my abuser because I didn't know who it was. I just knew it had happened. And I was like, M. And then all of a sudden, the name Michael flashed into my mind. And I was like, No, like that can't be true because. I know I'm just thinking that because I was just finished dating a guy who was named Michael. You know, my two best friends are named Michael. It's such a common name for me. Um, I just like, no, that can't be it. And she, in an instant, scolded me. (laughs) She said, stop it. I'm trying to give you the information. Allow me to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I let her show me and basically I did some work with her in the Akashic session and I'm like, okay, Michael, but I'm like, who you like, I, I had a cousin named Michael, but I knew it wasn't him. Like, I like, I don't understand who. And so the only thing that I knew was that my um, Akashic reader said, is this man feels older, a lot older and a lot, not like directly part of your lineage, um, but Uh, far away for some reason. And so when I had a session with her, she helped, she was getting the name as well, but she was, it was coming out in like little bursts and all of a sudden she said one thing. I was like, Oh my God, that's it. I know who it is. And of course he lived um, across on the other side of the world. Uh, He would only come to Canada for very big events. And that particular summer there were three weddings um, uh, that he needed to come for. And I, I knew in an instant. And so through that, I, for about six weeks, I started to gain weight after I found out who it was, I had gained about six pounds (laughs) and which doesn't seem like a lot, but for me it was, it was, you know, six weeks, six pounds, (laughs) I was six years old when it happened. Um, And as the time those six weeks were passing by there, my old on my old computer that was in my linen closet that I would walk by every day was a story that my grandfather had put together um, about his family, my Nana's family and um, about how they grew up. They had a very um, interesting uh, upbringing across the world. Uh, And I knew that I was meant to read it again because my abuser was in that story. And one night I finally said, enough, I'm going to read it. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but I weighed myself before I even read it. And as I read it, I started to understand that he as a boy went through one of the most traumatic things a child could ever go through losing both parents, having to escape uh, like uh, war, um, coming in, uh, constant risk of the women and the children were at constant risk of rape. And then when he finally got to um, safety, he was put into a boarding school um, at the age of 12. And I, I instantly got a vision of him and I knew he was abused in the school. And I instantly knew that the only reason he did what he did to me is because it happened to him. And not that it excuses anything, but I understood. And I started to have all of this compassion um, and understanding. And I knew I had to go into meditation instantly. So I went into meditation and I had this huge blanket around me. And I just went in with the intention of perhaps finding forgiveness. I didn't make myself need to have it. I just was like, if it happens, it happens. and about I was in there in meditation for about two hours. And over the course of that two hours, all of a sudden I heard myself saying, I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm saying it out loud. And I was bawling my eyes. out. I, my blanket that was a big flat was soaked from all of the tears and probably the snot and just like everything. Like it was so cathartic. And at some point where I saying, I forgive you because it was so pure and so uh, self-inspired I I'll never forget this. I felt and I heard the chains break not just between him and I but across our entire ancestral lineage. And I instantly knew he was set free. And he had passed away a long, long time ago. And in that moment I was like, "Wow." So I go, I, you know, I'm kind of composing myself and I get up to go to the bathroom and I weigh myself for whatever reason it sounds so crazy cuz I don't in my mind I'm like why was I weighing myself so much but I say this for a reason because I had lost 3 pounds in a matter of 2 hours and I'm like well I know I cried a lot but I don't I don't think I cried like that much you know and mm-hmm. the next morning I woke up weighed myself again and all 6 pounds were gone wow and they stayed off mm-hmm. and I knew in that moment that I was carrying a lot of emotional weight and energy well, what I also noticed a few months later was that the vaginitis was gone and it never came. It has never come back to this day. And it's yeah. been a few years now. And so there's so much, both men and women go through a lot of issues with our reproductive area. Uh, there's, it's, it's under heavily, it's heavily attacked in this reality here that we live mm-hmm. in on, on earth. But I started to realize, like, this is a really common issue. A lot of people are more abused sexually as children than they realize, um, like we as a society are. And I, from sharing my story on my YouTube channel, it's so many people reach out to me that they started to remember late in life, too, that they were abused. And like, so many people started working with me to help them heal. And I realized I need to write a book about this because there seemed to be a strong correlation between certain symptoms and things that come up in the reproductive area that are tied to, um, shame, rape, abuse, abuse, as a child, um, all these different things. And so this has been something that I've been able to discover through all of that. And I guess I should say one of the other things that I did to help heal my womb space was I. Um, I went back into my mother's womb in a meditation and used my womb as like a surrogate, but was in, I went back to the point of conception before my father's sperm met my mother's egg. And as it did, I saw a flash of golden Christ consciousness energy spark as the two came into union.
0: Mm.
1: And I allowed that Christ consciousness golden ray to completely fill up my mom's fallopian tube, let it go to the um, ovaries. And I had the light spill into the uterus, which was her uterus, but also mine, because I use mine as a surrogate. So I could mm-hmm. it's like double duty. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is how we do do things quantum. Yeah. So um, and I let the light just permeate every cell and let that Christ consciousness heal from my from the point of conception. And then as like that happened, I saw this rose appear in the center of my womb and i saw it open up and as the rose opened up the petals started to fall off but it was a an infinite blooming rose like there was never a loss of petals on it but the petals kept floating off and these rose petals would almost like tumble gently and kiss every cell as would, they would touch, you know, my uterine uh, wall, the lining up through my, I saw them tumbling through my fallopian tubes into my ovaries. And it was like the rose petals were gently kissing mm. every cell. And I feel like that was one of the most powerful healings that I did um, for my womb space, my whole reproductive area. And so that is kind of the journey that I've had with all of it. I know I just said a ton. I'm so sorry.
0: fantastic. I didn't want to interrupt because it was just such a beautiful flow of your, of your journey. Okay. So your story is just, I love the, the detail and the journey in it. It's like really the hero's journey. Cause you know, the hero's journey is like these loops and deeper layers. It's not one singular journey. It's deeper layers as like you said, So my question for you now is how do you feel about the collective womb awakening, the collective divine awakening? Do you think this is something that a lot of women are going through now, like this call to heal?
1: It's interesting. I I believe it's men and women that are feeling that kind of call to heal through the womb because men have their own energetic womb. Um, And, the womb space is our creation center. And it is the birthing center of all that we do in this world. And so I do feel that a lot of us are starting to feel that reconnection to the creator within us all, uh, our role here in creation. And what is it exactly that we are creating? When we look in our world today, there's so much polarization, so much division. But the beautiful thing about all of that is that when we go to such extremes, there's almost a collapse back to the center. And I feel like it's almost like we're collapsing back to the center of the womb, so to speak, where it all began and where everything is created. So I think a lot of people are feeling that. And in a sense, there is a call back to, listening to the body as well. Like we've been so disconnected from so much, uh, over the last few decades that it feels to me like one of the, gifts that we've experienced through the last couple of years and everything that's happened is it slowed everyone down. Everyone had to pause. No one had an excuse to keep going as hard as possible. And everyone was forced to go back into their feminine energy, right? Uh, Because men and women, we all have a feminine and a masculine side to us. And we were all forced to kind of be with ourselves, reflect on our past, our present, what we want our future to be. Who am I? What are these relationships? Are they working for? There was so much. And so we're really kind of giving that pause, that pregnant pause. Really, that's what that was. It was a pregnant pause for all of us to really and truly sit with what we've created so far and what do we want to create now? Mm -hmm. And I think that It was one of the greatest gifts we could have ever received. Unfortunately, it came with a lot of pain, um, illness, unfortunately, some death, and a lot of fear, (laughs) a lot of fear, which I think was the worst part of it all. And, but through it, it was a catalyst. It was a catalyst to reconnect to the body and understanding that our body is one of our greatest teachers, our greatest messengers. And if we're willing to listen and pay attention there is so much available to us to move forward where we can actually tap into that inherent wisdom that is within
0: us all. Mm, That's so beautifully said. I completely agree too. I think that, that it does move through all of us, regardless of gender, regardless of if we are female, but no longer have a physiological womb space, right? An anatomical womb, whether through surgery or whatever, there's a resonance in that for everybody. So I love that you're talking about that. So for people that are, if you can give like one first step for those that are listening and really resonating with your story and whether that be trauma they've experienced, whether it be uh, past life issues that seem to be surfacing within the womb space, what would you say for people would be their best first step to getting to know that space, getting in there in the energetics versus just the medical side? Oh,
1: that's a great question, Jeanette. Um, Take the pause and use the power of intention to set your intention to connect with that part of your body or that part of you that is experiencing the trauma. Maybe it's your inner child. Maybe it's your adolescence, like who, whatever part of you that is, and really set an intention to connect and be open to hearing whatever you need to hear in that moment with no judgment, to be the witness, uh, which is the observer of all uh, that suspends all judgment. And when you can find that place, you will find yourself tapping into information that you wouldn't have been able to receive, been able to receive or tap into before. And I think that that could possibly give you the, at least start to point the compass in the direction that you need to on your own pathless path of what's to discover next. Like you will intuitively be guided to what your next step is. If you can just allow yourself to connect with the messenger of your own body or that messenger of that part of you that is speaking from that place of perhaps trauma
0: hmm. That's beautiful. And I, again, I completely agree. It, it really is that. Um, now, one other thing I want to touch on, too, is your connection to Mother Mary, for example, who you could literally feel her presence with you. And, and I love when people share their experiences of that, of either ascended master, masters, um, religious figures, light beings, guides, whoever they are, showing their presence and that that presence is available to everyone. Right? Like Mother Mary, for example, in connection to the womb is available to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so how, what would you recommend as a way to really bring in her energy or their energy? Like what do you do when you open to guides or spirits? I, one,
1: I first, again, set the intention that I wanted to connect with her. And that she was welcome to come into my space. And that I I, I created an invitation Mm -hmm. for her to enter my space and my field. And I allow my mind to... One of the things I think I've been gifted with is a very active imagination and very strong visualization. Um, But anyone can do it if you can get out of your own way of believing that your imagination is somehow... Um, a false thing to use. Uh, Everything that your mind can create is real and you can utilize it to be real. Uh, And this is why that they say PTSD is much stronger in people who witness something versus experiencing it because the mind replays it over and over. And it can't distinguish between what is happening in the now or what happened in the past, or if it even happened to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that when it comes to your own imagination to allow that. So I think it's important to soften all barriers that the mind may create and say, you know what, it's okay if I'm not sure if this is working or not, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to step into the possibility that it is. And I'm going to play in the realm of possibility that my imagination is infinite and healing and all things are possible. And when you can step into that place, you can call upon anyone or anything to work with you. And it doesn't really matter what they look like or don't look like it's a vibration or frequency that you're calling in and they'll show up to you in the way that you need them to show up to you mm-hmm. and for me it was about connecting with the compassion the gentle soft nurturing energy of mother mary I really needed that energy because i had been so masculine my whole life that i needed to feel mm-hmm. that coming in and i was okay with really getting um I'm sensitized to my visual environment in my mind by allowing her to touch my belly and feeling her hands on, like really allowing myself to to emerge or to immerse myself in my own vision by picking up on the textures, the t- the the sense, the the touch. And that creates a more real experience for you. Mm -hmm. So um, all of those things, I think, are really potent when doing any sort of energetic work and calling on any sort of spirit guide and um, ascended master to help you.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, Nicole, where can people find you? Because I would imagine after listening to this, there are going to be people being like, oh, my gosh, I need to talk to this beautiful soul. So where can people find you? Um, well, my website is nicolefrolic.com.
1: I have a podcast that you were on recently, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was a fantastic episode. Uh, and it's called um, Enlighten Up, the Enlighten Up Podcast. I have a YouTube channel as well, where I'm probably the most active, as well as my Instagram and TikTok. Like, I'm trying to really use my YouTube for my longer videos and messages, and my mm-hmm. Instagram, my TikTok for more potent, powerful bursts of um, messages, healing, uh, inspiration, that sort of thing. So um, if anyone needs any advice or guidance or wants to work with me, all that information can be found on my website. And I also have um, an online academy with online courses there that um, my biggest one is the inner child course mm-hmm. uh, that I, it's like a nine, 10 week um, course that takes you through each chakra, healing all the needs of the child within you through each energy center and uh, it's super powerful. And I probably within that there's two meditations, actually um, the womb conception meditation is in there. And um me reconnecting you to your inner child meditation which is by far my my personally my best and i'm most proud of meditation that i've done it's got really potent
0: energy in it so mm. all of that is available there for anyone who's interested powerful wow. yeah. amazing so i will put all the links to that underneath so anyone watching or listening you can see that in the show notes or the links but uh i want to thank you for sharing your story Um, this has just been beautiful and open and vulnerable, but most importantly, real. And I love that you just share it, um, in such a tangible way, because again, there's so many people that are going to be like, I totally get it. Me too. I know this too, or I feel this, or I've been curious about that. Like, I just think you've created a platform that people can really reach. And so it's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank
1: you for giving me the space to share my story.
0: Absolutely. Well, I would love to have you back again too on the show. So we'll have to do that at some point. Yeah, but I'd love uh, to. yeah, thank you again. And to everyone watching, uh, thank you so much. And if you're listening, thank you for your ears. And uh, I will be back again next week with more. But for now, check out the links below and also check out avalonspirit.com to help expand your consciousness.